With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The defending champs are limping into the season opener while taking on a team with hype. We've got three big defensive holdouts to monitor and a head coach telling his starting quarterback to stop kissing babies and start playing football. What a show we have on tap for you today as we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi out at his office in Ocean City. I'm Stormy Bonantoni holding it down here in Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. And Michael, we told the people yesterday... When the news broke immediately about Travis Kelsey hyperextending his knee, that that number was going to be on the move for Thursday night football. And boy, was it quickly a two point swing. Uh, We said, if you want to grab that six and a half, do it now. Now it's sitting four and a half and the total down from 54 and a half to 52 and a half. And, And it's going south. I think once it's official and I tweeted this out early this morning now, you know, I think once it becomes official that he's out and doesn't play, we know his brother talked about him playing yep. on his on his interview with WIP this morning. That being said, once we get confirmation that he may not play, and even if he plays, how effective can he be? There's swelling in the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this number is going to get to four before we kick it off. Yes, yeah, so the, the immediate reports from the MRI yesterday were that the ACL is intact. He avoided structural damage. And what Jason Kelsey said on the radio today was that the knee is really swollen and a lot of, you know, his availability is going to depend on how much that swelling is able to come down and how bad the bruise, the bone bruise is. Uh, So his availability for tomorrow, very much in the air right now. And what you know about a head coach in Andy Reid, Michael, is he's typically in the past been a guy that errs on the side of caution. So do you think it's more likely than not that Kelsey wouldn't go and wouldn't risk it? Well, he got 16 games left after this one. This is against an NFC opponent, which doesn't factor into the other areas, right? So why would you risk this? Why would you risk him getting hurt? And then how effective could he be? Mm-hmm. Here's what happens if you're Andy Reid and you play him and he goes out in the first quarter. Now, all of a sudden, the adjustment has to be really severe in terms of the game plan. Whereas if you go into the game knowing you don't have him, You plan accordingly. We don't have Kelsey. We can't run this. We're not running that. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. 
But you go in and you have them and you're like, okay, well, if we lose them, where are we going? It's a little bit of a complex issue. It's not as clear as let them play, let them not. Because, again, you know, there's a perception out there that NFL people just put the players on the field. They don't care about the injury. That's not true at all. Like, I want them healthy and I want them playing at a high level because if he plays injured, he's not as effective. And that affects our team. So, for me, I would err on the side of caution. And I know that there's 16 games left. And if we can get him healthy, there's a reason, Stormy, there's swelling in the knee. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting was when Schefter reported that the ACL was intact, that tells me they thought the ACL wasn't intact. They felt like when the injury happened, he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. And they got great news. They were shocked by the news because sometimes when the doctor comes on the field and he starts moving the knee around, they have a pretty good idea whether it's torn or not. They got great news. They got a kind of a, oh, my God, we dodged a huge bullet. But did they really? Because they need it's going to need time. There's a reason it's swelling in there. It's not because it's healthy. Something got stretched. A ligament got stretched in his knee, which is causing the swelling or a bone bruise. Right. And we are going to talk a little bit later on in the show, some different prop betting angles for this Thursday night football game coming up tomorrow night and adjusting the numbers that we've seen to the wide receiver group specifically with Kelsey unavailable because I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn type of an athlete. He is rare. He's going to make the most of whoever's out there on the field with him. But because Travis Kelsey is a player, Michael, who has been so durable throughout the course of his career since 2014, he's only missed three games. And I want to say just one of them was actually due to injury. If you go through these, like the impact that Patrick Mahomes has on the field when Travis Kelsey is on the field versus him being subbed out of games or missing a game is very drastic. Mahomes QBR 79 average air yards, eight yards per attempt with Kelsey off the field. The QBR 65 average air yards, 6.1 attempt, including the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes in his career has thrown 227 touchdowns. 211 of them are when Travis Kelsey is on the field Mm -hmm. with him. So the game plan is going to have to be adjusted here a little bit especially with the wide receiver core that we've talked a lot about this offseason being very unproven. Right. And, you know, and I think with all those numbers you just gave showed up this preseason. It showed up this preseason because when with, without Kelsey on the field, right, and last preseason he had Kelsey on the field. Kelsey had three catches for 42 yards last preseason. And last preseason Mahomes threw the football 25 times in those games. Three touchdowns. He averaged – 8.5 yards per attempt this year in the preseason when he didn't have Kelsey and he was trying to go out there as they were trying to manufacture their offense, they looked sluggish. Mm-hmm. He only threw 17 passes. He completed 12, but he averaged 7.1 yards per attempt. They're a completely different team. Mm-hmm. And we get caught up with, well, he's a tight end. No, he's not. No, he's not a tight end. I'll say it again. Here's why he's not a tight end. Cause when you look at his numbers, his 63% success catch ratio is that of a wide receiver. Typically, tight ends are in the 70s. Why? Because they catch the ball in the middle of the field. They're always catching the ball in the middle of the field. It's an easier throw. It's better. So your numbers are higher. Wide receivers catch the ball outside the numbers. They're tougher throws. They're more difficult. Kelsey is a receiver. Mm-hmm. And so now you take him out of the game and all of a sudden Sky Moore is going to feel all the pressure. Valdez Scantling is going to feel all the pressure. Ross is going to feel the pressure. Remember, they don't have Smith-Schuster even. Even though Smith-Schuster wasn't 
electrifying. He still had 78 catches, and he had 101 targets. And Kadarius Tony's coming off an injury. Throw that in there, too. So yeah. that Well, group... I mean, I think Tony get. Yeah, you got to be careful with Tony because Tony's going to get hurt as soon as, you know, he gets hurt quite a bit, let yeah. me just say. I'm not wishing <laughs> that on anybody, but he gets hurt. It's unfortunate, but true, yeah. Yep. Um, and speaking to that group as a whole, Michael, career numbers, that wide receiver unit, those names we just mentioned, ranked 30th in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So, again, just reinforcing how unproven that group of guys are. And when we talk about the skill set of Travis Kelsey, not only as a wide receiver type player, but the yards after catch are more since, what is it, 2018. He leads all tight ends and wide receivers in yards after catch. Like, that's a huge part of his game. So, yeah. I'm talking more than Tyreek Hill, more than Devontae Adams, more than these big-name wide receiver guys. Travis Kelsey is that. So, it's a significant difference. And based on what we've seen on the line here, too, Michael, just shows the impact that that they feel Travis Kelsey has versus Chris Jones. And obviously no slight to Chris Jones, but that number stayed at six and a half through and through, regardless of whether or not he's going to be in the game. And we largely expect he, he's not that where we are in this week. He would have had, we would have had to have the deal done now. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's not playing. Forget about him. But here's why this number. And that's what I said, what I said yesterday, when I said it would go to four and a half because Kelsey is a receiver and they don't have anybody, he is their offense. And they move him around, and everything runs through him. And so everybody gets hung up calling him a tight end, which he's not. He's a receiver. He's a legitimate number one receiver in an mm -hmm. offense, and the numbers back it up. The only thing that doesn't back up the numbers is his salary. He took a tight end deal, which he, should, you know, he could easily say, I should be the highest paid receiver in football, and he has an argument. But now, all of a sudden, Andy Reid's problem. How do I manufacture? What do I do? Aaron Glenn no longer has to worry about, okay, we're going to double 87 here. We're doubling 87 here. You know, now he can kind of set his game plan. Okay, let's make sure we take care of Tony. We got Cy Moore. You know, let's make sure we don't let him run the football effectively on us. We'll live on the corners. We'll see if we can cover these guys. It's hard. It's hard at a game plan. And I think we saw it this summer. I kept saying this summer, watching the Chiefs, they don't look good offensively. They looked out of rhythm. Now, they got Mahomes, and we understand he's great. But it, you're going to need more than just Mahomes. And maybe one of these receivers take a mother may I step forward, but it's going to have to happen. So with that now, Michael, do you have a feel for this game? Like we talked through a lot of the angles on it, but if, if are you liking the Lions at four and a half? I'm sure you liked it a lot better at six and a half, but what's your perspective uh, on that? Yeah, well, I love that. I love the better at six and a half. I think, look, here's what one of the things that always worries me about these this game is – the letdown from not from the team that lost the player, from the team that is playing the team, because now oh, they don't have they don't have Kelsey. This this could be easier. We don't have to pay. You know, mm -hmm. you're not as in tuned. You're not as fearful, mm. right? You're not as worried about the opponent, and so I think it plays off. But look, here's what I do know: if you're going to play against the Chiefs, if you're going to play against the these receivers, the best team for the Chiefs to play is Detroit, because we're not sure where their secondary is, right? Yep. We're not sold that their secondary is good enough. And so is Emmanuel Mosley going to play for them? I don't know. Is Cam Sutton going to be able to cover these guys? I don't know. You know, and so that secondary for them is very suspect. Garner, CG, is he going to be healthy enough to play? I think those are concerns.
Yeah, they go out and make the C.J. Gardner-Johnson addition, and now questioning how well he's going to be able to perform given the injury. And that's a secondary, Michael, that was bottom two in the entire NFL last year in yeah. interceptions. I want to say just six on the whole year for that group. And at the end of the day, it is still Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and it's hard to doubt that crew in that environment at Arrowhead. But again, the latest line sitting four and a half, 52 and a half. If you're Chris Jones, Michael, last 30 seconds here. If you're Chris Jones, are you like psychologically internally rooting for or against the Chiefs in this spot? I think he's rooting for money. Yeah. I think he's rooting for he's rooting for a briefcase, briefcase full of money. At this point, you know, he's losing money. And so the only thing that gets it back or says I'm sorry is money. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to think he's rooting for winning. I think he knows that that defense will struggle without him. He knows that. He everybody. If he's going to get paid thirty million, then you know you're worth a lot to the team. He's rooting for the briefcase, as is Nick Bosa, as is Brian Burns. We have a couple updates on their contract situations. When we return, will they hold out and miss this opening weekend of the NFL season as well? We're going to step aside here on the Lombardi line. Don't go anywhere. This is Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Our very own Michael Lombardi has just written his second book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. And now for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Michael's book when you become a VEASAN Pro annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VEASAN Pro annual subscription today and use the promo code LOMBARDI. You'll get that copy of the book, an entire year of VEASAN Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Remember that promo code is Lombardi. Use it when you sign up for a VEASAN Pro annual subscription to get your free copy of the book. And if you would like an autographed copy of Michael's book, shoot us a note via email. Contact at vsin.com is where you can do it. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Michael, your, your hand's going to be tired with all those autographs, my guy. <laughs> It's an honor. Trust me. It's it's really that somebody would actually want that. It's really an honor. And, and I collect autograph books, so I appreciate that. And I always try to, if I like an author, I always try to get it signed. So why not? You no. know, it's it's to me, it's it's a privilege to do it. It's tremendous. And again, a lot of excitement around the book coming out. Excited to see all the tweets and debate as people start sifting through it. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, I know we talked about it a lot yesterday, but just a really incredible feat, especially with with everything that you have going on. So something certainly to be proud of. Book number two in the bank. Yeah. Where's book number three? We got to find yeah. figure that one out, yeah. Stormy. Well, as soon as one as soon as one door closes, another one opens, and you're just on to the next, Michael. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> we were talking in that first segment a lot about this Thursday night football contest coming up, and uh, of course, with that, the Chris Jones holdout situation is is a big one. He's already racked up two million dollars in fines as his holdout continues. No progress, according to Andy Reid, that's been made on that front. And now, you know, we're hearing similar things with Nick Bosa, with Brian Burns for the Carolina. Of Panthers for Bosa. Ian Rappaport tweeting this morning with the first practice of game week upon us. Bosa is not in the building for meetings with his teammates. His status for week one officially in doubt as he seeks the extension. You know, for me, as I said yesterday, I think at five o'clock California time, if he's not in by then, it's really challenging to play. I mean, it's going to be challenging to play on a Wednesday for them, but it's it's going to be really hard for. I mean, I could see him playing twenty plays, but certainly not a quarter or a start the game. I mean, that's too hard because not because I don't think he's in great shape or he's been loafing or taken off. It's just your body's not ready mm-hmm. for the physicality of it. And you run the risk of getting something else injured, which is always a problem. So I think you have to be really careful there. To me, Chris Jones isn't playing. I mean, he's not suiting up today. If he came back today, it would be to get a game check, not to play. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that all is fair. Um, let's stick with the Nick Bosa of it all, though, because he is the reigning defensive player of the year. And I was looking into some numbers this morning, and history certainly shows that similar to what we were just talking about with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, the 49ers are better when Nick Bosa is on the field than not, and it's significant. San Francisco's 43-17 and 17 in games he's played, 4-10 and 10 in those that he hasn't, including the playoffs. And we know he's an impact guy. It's a defense that's going to be solid no matter what, but he is the centerpiece of that defense. When you look at their game one matchup taken on the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they are a two and a half point favorite in that game, knowing the uh, anticipation, I guess, would be a good word for the Steelers and what their offense could be this year. What's your level of concern for San Francisco right out the gates on Sunday? 
I, I think even if Bosa was going to be in there, it was going to be a concern. I mean, Bosa's great, and he tilts the field in their favor, but Pittsburgh's a team, and they play very effectively. And I think Pittsburgh showed last year with their ability after they lost to Cincinnati 37-30 to that they can protect the football, they play better at home, and they're good on defense. And that's going to be a challenge for San Francisco all the way, whether Bosa shows up or not. So, you know, to me, this is an interesting game in the sense of way the way Pittsburgh wants to play San Francisco. How do they want to take them on? You know, one of the things we have to look at in San Francisco is how good is this offensive line? With Colton McKivickets at right tackle, mm-hmm. with Spencer Buford, their second-round pick in 22 at right guard, are they going to be good enough? Jake Brendel, now look, I think they do a great job of coaching the offensive line, and they get a lot out of their players. But one of the things that always affects San Francisco is if they get behind in the game. If they have to drop back pass and all of a sudden the pressure's on, Kittle, we're not sure he's going to play, right. Stormy. That, you know, we're not sure about that one. And if they don't have Kittle, it becomes even harder because all of a sudden those interchangeable pieces, they lose one. And, it, and it, it's a problem. So, uh, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh's really a good – I was all on Pittsburgh. I would have taken Pittsburgh and the three uh, early in the year. I mean, it was one of those games that I targeted because I think people are making way too much out of Detroit, not enough out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, and you talk about that new kind of restructured O-line. McGlinchey, of course, no longer there up front. And uh, it was an excellent point, I think, about the way that this San Francisco 49er team likes to play games. Like they, and granted, everybody wants to play from in front, right? But they, the way that they scheme up, they, they just have a different aura about them when they are playing with a lead than when they don't. Uh, again, the the spread in that game sitting two and a half, total 41 out there in Pittsburgh. And now Brian Burns, uh, we see the report this morning that he was named among the team captains for the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich, when asked in his presser today, when he would rule Burns out for Sunday because he was not out there practicing, he responded Sunday, added the extension has not been a distraction, said he's been a complete pro about it, staying in meetings and working out, just not practicing. Uh, how, how concerned should, should, excuse me, should Carolina Panthers fans be about their star in the middle not showing up? Well, I, I think they should be concerned because he gives them that pass rush. Plus, yeah. you know, Michael Haynes, they put on injured reserve. So, you know, there's a second pass rusher that they had. They they were counting on the, them two being really effective. Now, they signed Justin Houston, but still they, they, were, they were figuring on Haynes being able to really come through and make a difference for the defense this year. But unfortunately, he had to go on, on injured reserve. And now Houston's sitting there on his own at his yeah. age. And there's nobody else on the other side. Look, their defense is good. It's not great. But one of the advantages they have now is they have size in their secondary, right? So J.C. Horn can cover, and he's got great size. Von Bell's a big guy. Jackson isn't exactly big, but Jackson can play bigger. And then, of course, they've got Jeremy Chin, who's their nickelback. They also signed Troy Hill, who's a good slot corner. So They've got coverage people. They're going to need to figure out how to generate some pass rush a little bit, mm-hmm. especially losing two of their guys they were counting on. But I, I think they match up well with the skill level of Atlanta. Atlanta, you know, it's all about with Pitts is not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Who covers Pitts? Well, Horn's big enough to cover Pitts. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the concern with Atlanta is because they have so many kind of like new pieces and figuring out how they fit together, it could be 
just something that they haven't necessarily seen particularly a whole lot. Uh, Burns, of course, coming off a career high, 12 and a half sacks, made his second Pro Bowl. Um, and the team has talked publicly about their switch from the 4-3 to a 3-4 and him being a critical reason um, for having success moving forward in that new defense with Brian Burns. And so you mentioned Justin Houston kind of being that only guy off the edge, and he's 34 years old. So I, I think it'll be a big loss if he's unable to get out there. Shaq Thompson even said earlier this week, everybody upstairs knows he better be out there by Wednesday. He's a big factor in this defense, the one everything starts with. Today is Wednesday, and he's in the building, but he's not out there practicing. Uh, of yeah. course, I know you have a you have a personal connection with the Raiders, so I'm not sure how much you feel com comfortable on on commenting on this. But everything that's going on with Chandler Jones on social media does not seem good. I think we've seen this before with Chandler. I think he's had some of these episodes before, if I'm not mistaken. When we were in New England, I think when you, if you remember that going back to 2015. I think sometimes, you know, there's been a reaction. Maybe it's something that's upset him. I don't know. But, you know, he deleted all the tweets. He went back. I mean, Chandler's one of these kids that can be extremely vibrant and happy, and then all of a sudden he's not. So I don't know any more details than what, what I've read. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're going to need him to play well. They're going to need Tyree Wilson, who's really a good player, to play well too. They got He got some reps against Dallas, their first-round pick, the seventh pick overall in the draft. You know, he's got a chance to be special and along with Max Crosby. If they get those three guys going, it'll be a problem for Denver's defense. Yeah, for anyone who missed it, Jones was airing some of his grievances, particularly on Instagram, um, said that was talking about his inability to get into the team's facilities, said he had to resort to training at local gyms, proceeded to say he, quote, didn't want to play for the Raiders as long as McDaniels is the head coach and Ziegler is the GM. So some pretty strong words from uh, a guy that figures to be really important in the progress of that defense and taking steps. Because, I mean, for, for how many games last year, Michael, were we just saying, okay, it's the Max Crosby show. That's all that they really had. They need to right. continue to take steps. You know, it's funny. And he's mad at Ziegler and, and McDaniels. They're the guys that paid him. I mean, they, they paid him. They know him. They, we were all together in New England. And, you know, and, and so I think that's kind of a little bit of, I don't know what's happened with them. Something may be triggered with them. I don't know the details. But, again, this happened before in New yeah. England. Uh, and it was a problem. And I think a lot of it is starts with, you know, Chandler's got to get make sure he's got awareness of what's going on in his life as well. Yep. Uh, off the field been some head scratching instances. And it's just eight months, 18 months removed now from that $51 million contract he signed here in Vegas. We're going to step aside. The head coach of the team on the other end of that matchup, Sean Payton, had some pretty interesting words for his quarterback, Russell Wilson. We'll break that down and more when we return here on the Lombardi line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand for VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up for just $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Among those picks will be one from our guest who joins us in just a moment, because before we welcome in Harry Gagnon to the show, let's show a cartoon version of Harry in a crop top who's here to drop his first pick of the NFL season. And that is the way the cookie and the truck crumble. Who could that be? Football, you're back. Harry, look at you. Did you get a haircut? <laughs> hey, who the hell is this? Oh, that's just Cliff Kingsbury. He got fired and I'm letting him crash with me. He better stay the out of my room. You're here just in time for me to give out my first pick of the season. I haven't been this excited since they cut my hand at Benihana and we got a free meal. I'm taking the Lions plus six and a half in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Iguna Yaba Gita Jared Goff. Ah! Sorry, Cliff. Go Lions. Restore the roar. Hakuna Matata. 
I don't know what I just watched, but I know I enjoyed it. Harry Gagnon, welcome to the program. Look at Harry. We got him on camera, too. On wow. Camera. Oh, this is a big day, Stormy. There we go. That was not safe for big work, day. though. We had to have a bleep, our first bleep on the program in a while. How are you, Harry? All good, guys. How's everything with you guys? Ready for football? Oh, yeah. Always, yeah. always ready for some football. But uh, for anyone who this is their first time joining us, Harry Gagnon, former Vegas sportsbook supervisor, now host of the Against All Odds podcast. Now we see that pick plus six mm. and a half. We now know, of course, it's plus four and a half with the news that it feels like Travis Kelsey's not going to play in this game with the injury he sustained at practice yesterday. Still like the four and a half. Where do you sit with things now? I do still like the four and a half here. Look, I think. Guys, more than anything, when the NFL came out with this first game, NBC and NFL are no dummies. They, they made this. They could have thrown anybody in. They could have thrown the Eagles in there who played Kansas City. They could have thrown anybody else in. They threw the Lions in there, knowing that this is a possibility of a 38-10 to 10 blowout. But I don't see that happening here because they are not going to put the Lions in there and let this game get away from them. This is going to be one heck of a game. Uh, I, look, uh, golf when he got traded to Detroit, was basically left for dead. Had a fantastic second half of the season, guys, as you know, last year. Last nine games of the season, 15 touchdowns, zero picks. They went 8-2 and two down the stretch the last 10. Uh, got rid of DeAndre Swift as he went to Philadelphia. But they love this Jamar Gibbs rookie from uh, Georgia or from Alabama. Um, look, he's going to do a lot of fantastic things there. I think he's going to have a huge season. Um, secondary made some moves in the offseason. Aiden Hutchinson, nine and a half sacks in his rookie year last year for the Lions. He's at no Kelsey, still no Jones for Kansas City. I think that's going to allow uh, Gibbs to get to the outside and catch a lot of passes, too. Dan Campbell has the team believing, the whole state of Michigan believing. I love Detroit in this spot. They are not going to let this game get away from them with no Kelsey. I'd love to, I want to see how he, how Patrick Mahomes responds if there is no Travis Kelsey here. I love the Lions with the points here, guys. Yeah, are you not? Are you a little worried about? Look, if there's going to be a game you don't have Kelsey is, and you look at this Lions secondary, which is not exactly. I know they put a little money in. They signed Cam Sutton. They signed Emmanuel Mosley. But are you think they're good enough to really cover whatever receivers the Chiefs put out on the field? I think they am. I think they are, Mike. I, I love the pickup of Mosley from San Francisco. He did tremendous. I know he got a little banged up at the end of the season last year, but he did a lot of things uh, on that San Francisco defense that didn't allow teams to continue drives. And just again, I think this Lions offense is going to be a top five offense in the NFL for the whole season. They were definitely the second half of the season. I think it extends into the whole season this year. I'm all in on Detroit. I love them for the division. I love them over nine and a half wins. I love, uh, like I mentioned before, I love Gibbs over 590 yards rushing. I think he hits 800, 800, Mike. Mm. Well, and, and speaking of Gibbs, uh, I know you're high on him for this game specifically as well. We heard the Lions offensive coordinator say he's going to be used in, quote, ways people don't quite think we might, um, which could indicate a little bit more in the pass game for him. So we've seen that rush, that passing, um, receiving, my goodness, I do speak for a living, Harry. Um, we've seen that receiving yards prop tick up from like mid to low 20s to now north of 30, 32 and a half is what I'm seeing right now. You like the approach of his receptions, though. How did you play it? I do. Uh, Stormy and Michael, I like Gibbs over three and a half receptions. Got to lay a little here at minus 130. Again, no Jones for Kansas City as, as it looks right now. 
so he's not going to be coming from the side. It's going to make it easier for Gibbs to get out in the flat. Uh, if if um, Goff can't find anybody downfield, he will have uh, Gibbs available. And then Bama, he was a third leading receiver last year. He had 44 catches for the Crimson Tide. He can do both. I love over three and a half here. All right, let me give you a stat, Harry, before you get to your next pick. Daniel Jones versus Dallas, two games last year. 41 mm-hmm. of 72, 424 yards, 56.9% completion, 5.9 yards per attempt, one touchdown pass, 212 yards a game. And yet, and yet, you are going with the Giants mm-hmm. taking the three and a half at home. Uh, does this have anything to do with missing Springsteen in the Meadowlands? Or just you want to pay it back? What's the deal here? I miss Jersey Curl, too, Michael. I miss Jersey Curl. My favorite, uh, favorite that was Springsteen a great set song list. of That might time. be the best set list. That, the September oh, 3rd set list is the best set list of the, of the whole tour. It was tremendous. But I, look, guys, I'm taking the Giants Sunday night, division game, getting more than three at home. I'm going to take that all day. I know I mentioned a few AAOs ago um, that New York is due to take Dallas down. They've lost four in a row. Uh, to the boys. Both losses last season were one-score games, guys. Uh, I think it's time. This is time. Look, Daniel Jones got paid, right? He got paid. Let's step it up. Let's do this. Let's overtake Dak in the division. Game one in prime time. Uh, And defensively, I think the Giants get big, big games out of Kevon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence. I got the Giants winning straight up, guys. 26-24 Giants. Yeah, and I want to say Mike McCarthy 0-3 in season openers as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, so just adding a little little more for your side there. Uh, Let's go to college football here, Harry, these last couple of minutes. A number of good games on the schedule this week, including Alabama, number three team in the country, hosting number 11 Texas on ESPN. That's a four Pacific time kickoff, 54-and-a-half your total. Bama's offense looked great with Jalen Milrow in that opening game. Granted, it was against Middle Tennessee State, but still the, the quarterback who had a lot of questions about him accounted for five touchdowns, now taking on a Texas team that certainly played Alabama to the wire last year in a one-point loss for them. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, Milrow played great, Stormy, and I, I think, uh, look, I'm the farthest, from being, farthest away from being a Nick Saban fan overall. But I can't stand Steve Sarkeesian even more. Saban is 38 <laughs> and two straight up versus a coaches who have previously been a coach on his staff. Texas played tough last year in Austin versus Bama, but this game is in Tuscaloosa. Longhorns are 0 and 4 versus in the last four in regular season versus the SEC. I watched some of that game against Rice in Texas last week. Rice shot themselves in the foot second half. They didn't look good. Texas in the first half offensively and Bama last 21 home games. 21 and 0 straight up, 19 and 2 winning by seven or more. Bama minus the seven. They lay it on Texas. We got about a minute, Harry. Alabama, Nebraska. You're not buying the. You're not buying the Dion love, are you? You're going to take Nebraska in the points, huh? Not buying it. Not buying it. Look, I know. Uh, you know, Dion. You know, uh, listen. He he was he was he didn't hold back in the post game uh, interviews. That's for sure. But I mean, you know, Dion, you've been there before. Act like you've been there before. I know that you're pumped up and everything. But it's only been one week. Um, everybody jumping on the Buffs bandwagon. Nebraska blowing the game the way they did. Matt Rule did against Minnesota. Everybody going the other way. I think that's been a seven-point swing already. I'm not buying it. Nebraska's defense last week averaged just 2.2 yards a carry against the Golden Gophers. Gave up just 4.5 yards per reception. Dion and his son have a tough game, too. Listen, TCU's given up 100 points last two games, by the way. So Nebraska in a stunner here. Everyone else is going to be taking Colorado. Give me Nebraska 24-19. Colorado's offense goes down. 
Harry, love having you on camera today. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. Great job, Harry. You guys are the best. Love the cartoon. Thanks, Harry. (laughs) Thanks. That thing was good. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Michael, okay. When it comes to Colorado, I got to tell you, I'm hoping that they win this game coming up, though. I'm hoping that they crush Colorado State so that we can come back on Oregon in week four. What do you say? I think it's going to get harder, but I do know that Dion understands this, right? I think he knows it's hard, and every win makes the next one harder. Yep, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to monitor. I think I need a little bit more of a sample size before I can make a decision one way or another on the Colorado Buffaloes. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.